Now, one of our other our main developing stories is, of course, the situation in Sudan, the fighting between those two military groups in and around the capital, Khartoum. Well, in the last couple of hours, the general of the Rapid Support Forces in Sudan, that's one of those military groups, has said on social media uh, that he approves a 24-hour ceasefire. Uh, this is General Mohammed Hamdin Diglo tweeted this. Uh, he's spoken to the US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken there, agreed a uh, pause to ensure the safe passage of civilians and the evacuation of people who are injured. That's what many international groups have been calling for and lots of international diplomatic efforts have been trying to achieve just that. But the Sudanese army, or the other military group involved uh, in this fighting, uh, did release a, sta a statement denying any knowledge of, of this proposed ceasefire. There has been days of fighting uh, now between these two rival forces. Uh, almost 200 people have been killed. 1,800 or so injured is the last uh, numbers we have. Uh, Khartoum has seen uh, airstrikes, shelling, and uh, heavy small arms fire there as well. And uh, this is just some of the latest pictures. These released by the RSF paramilitary uh, forces. Uh, this is actually around Khartoum International Airport. You can see the black smoke there rising from a, a burning plane there. Right, let's take a look at now at the area more closely. Sudan is part of uh, Eastern Africa, known as the Horn of Africa there, has a history of instability. And the area's intergovernmental authority on development uh, will uh, be sending presidents of South Sudan, Djibouti and Kenya to the country to try and broker some sort of permanent peace there. Uh, now, as I mentioned, the fighting here is between uh, army units loyal to two different uh, generals who've they both, between them, been in charge of the country since uh, 2019. 2019 was when the longtime leader, Omar al-Bashir, was toppled. Uh, these are the two men. On the left, Mohammed Hamdan uh, Digalo, better known as Hamidi. Uh, he is Sudan's deputy leader. He commands the paramilitary force called the RSF, the Rapid Support Forces. That's the group that we've heard uh, from in that tweet saying uh, that they're in favour of a 24-hour armistice. On the right-hand side, is the de facto leader, General Abdul Fattah al-Burhan. Both of them want control of Sudan's military, but they're disagreeing on how to restore civilian rule to Sudan. Let's go live now to Nairobi. Our correspondent, Mercy Juma, is following events from there. Hi, uh, Mercy, what's the latest? Hello, uh, thank you. aptly put it about uh, the information that is going on about a 24-hour truce or armistice that is being uh, looked into. On one hand, we have uh, the leader of the RSF, that is Hemeti, saying they will abide and are ready to uh, go on with the plans to necessitate a 24-hour putting down the arms for people to be able to move around and most importantly for the wounded or injured to be able to be uh, access medical assistance. But there is a lot of conflicting information because, like you say, uh, the armed forces through their Facebook page, the spokesperson say there is no such thing as an agreement to down their tools for 24 hours. Yet in an international media house, General Morhan said that there is something like that and they are willing uh, to do what? To put down their arms for 24 hours. So still, a lot of uncertainty. We don't know if this 24-hour truce will actually happen and uh, whether uh, they will be able to access uh, the people who are injured and the people of Sudan will be able to access humanitarian assistance. 
Already we have reports of more than 180 people being injured as of Monday evening. The numbers are definitely up uh, because the fighting has been going on. And other than that, we are seeing key humanitarian organizations and agencies folding up uh, and, and leaving major parts of Sudan where people need assistance. We're talking about uh, organizations like ICRC, uh, WFP, and even Save the Children, whose facilities uh, have been attacked, who, who, whose workers have been attacked. So a really, really fluid situation at the moment, which we're still watching. Amosi, just remind us, why are these two military groups fighting? So these military groups are fighting because of power. It's basically a struggle for power. Uh, taking us back to 2019, both generals really worked together, fought on the same side to topple the then president, Omar al-Bashir. And then the coup happened in 2021, and there has been calls for a transition uh, in Sudan from a military government to a civilian government, and that's where we are right now. But how this transition is going to happen is what is causing all this unrest, because for the two generals, it's really important for each one of them to know where uh, or what position they will hold in this new civilian government that everybody is looking into, that Sudan is going into. So it's basically, you know, the disagreement on who does what or who takes what position when that transition happens from a military uh, rule to a civilian rule. So that's why the two are fighting. Mercy, thank you very much for that. I know you're keeping across the latest updates there and we'll speak to you again later on. And now, though, Masa Baba is a journalist and director of the Ayin Network, a non-profit independent media outlet which has been covering Khartoum for uh, the past 12 years. He described the situation on the ground. Well, uh, since the morning of the 15th, uh, the situation has been very dire and it's uh, switching to full-on war uh, between them. You know, at first it was just a few clashes. Uh, at the army headquarters and in southern Khartoum. But uh, soon after that, the airstrikes started and uh, turned into a full uh, conflict. So right now, residents are stuck in their houses for the most part. It depends on where you are. You know, if you're in the Khartoum locality, you're going to be stuck indoors because the constant uh, ammunition being fired uh, and airstrikes. Uh, and this morning, we're getting reports of airstrikes and even in Khartoum North and Bahri. Uh, so the closer you are to the center, the more people are kind of locked in. But the more you go to the outskirts, things are a little bit more quiet. Uh, but still, the issue of the logistics and getting supplies and, you know, power being out for days at a time still, still from the 15th, from morning, with no uh, coverage and covering the conflict now is a completely like when you know there were the protests and the marches and stuff it was a lot easier right. to get information from the ground but people are holed up right now so we're uh depending on a lot of eyewitness accounts of you know where planes are going where the airstrikes are happening where the shelling is happening where the troops movements are so uh we're trying to just follow that uh minute by minute i see and, and what what's your thoughts on on how we get some kind of resolution to this well, unfortunately, this was kind of an inevitable uh, clash that was going to happen because of the long history of the central government using militias and militarizing communities. So now it's almost like one of the historic moments in Sudan. There's never been a battle like this in Khartoum throughout its history since the days of the British colonialism. And, you know, uh, the, the, but since those days, Khartoum hasn't seen this kind of fighting. 
Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like both are on a, you know, a one-way path towards dominance and, you know, two objects can't occupy the same space at the same time. Uh, so the negotiation policy will need to frame it as, you know, what's going on right now, which are war crimes. You know, when we see the amount of shelling and stuff that's going on. Uh, so it's a survival tactic on both sides, on Hamethi's side and on Burhan's side. Uh, political and uh, as far as their forces and the huge, you know, economic uh, interests that go along with their forces. So they're trying to get the upper hand right now. When you follow their statements and their media and what their discourse looks like, uh, they're trying to form themselves as the ones who are saving the country from these outlaws. You know, both are saying the same thing. Uh, and basically, they're trying to get in, you know, in good terms with the pro-democracy camp, the bigger pro-democracy camp that includes, you know, the protesters, includes uh, the citizens who are kind of, at this point, there's no confusion as to why we need civilian government, why we need democratic change. Uh, every single citizen in Sudan kind of sees that clearly uh, right now. Uh, thanks to uh, Mossa Baba for talking to me just a little earlier on. I just want to bring you a couple more uh, lines that we have, the very latest on the situation there. We've got an update from Emmanuel Gunza, our uh, correspondent, talking about the uh, UK and US Foreign Secretaries meeting. Uh, this is on the side there at a big conference at G7. Um, they're meeting on the sidelines. They've had discussions and two things specifically they've expressed uh, their concerns about. First of all, uh, the assault on the European Union ambassador to Sudan and the attack uh, on a US embassy convoy uh, in the capital Khartoum there. So both uh, the Secretary of State for the US and the Foreign Secretary uh, for the UK have been in conversations about the situation in Khartoum, expressed concerns specifically about those two attacks on the European Union ambassador uh, and on the US uh, convoy, as well as talking, of course, more broadly about uh, the uh, devastation of the fighting itself. Uh, they are engaged in efforts to broker some kind of ceasefire, it would seem, because we've heard from uh, one side uh, that they have been in talks with Secretary Blinken about that 24-hour uh, armistice. Uh, so high-level international talks underway uh, to try and reach a some kind of peaceful resolution to the situation uh, in Sudan. Plenty more new lines and developments coming through uh, minute by minute here, and we will keep you right across those.